Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, the Reverend John White, Rector of St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week it's fourth Advent and we're celebrating the call of Mary to be the bearer of God's Son. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the last Sunday of Advent. Christmas is really close. <laughs> Um, tomorrow we'll be celebrating Christmas Eve here and then the big day itself. But here we're pausing for a moment to, to spend some time with, with Mary, the bearer of God. And our tradition may not venerate Mary in the same way that some others may, but I, I think that there's something spectacular and amazing about the mission and call of Mary. And I think it has something important to tell us about our own calling, about God's invitation to us, and about, and about how God works in the world. Because we remember here that Mary is going to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth, of course, is the mother of John the Baptist, the one who will make announcement of the coming of the Messiah of Jesus. And so here these two women gather together, both pregnant, both unexpectedly pregnant. Because Elizabeth was, we are told, aged and thought she was barren. And Mary, of course, is, is quite young and, and virginal. And so it would be really hard for her to be pregnant. And yet here both of them are together. 
But we remember that when the angel visited Gabriel to tell Mary of God's hope for her, that the angel appeared and said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for God has favored you. And Mary, it says, was quite perplexed at this and pondered what it might mean. And the angel tells her of the hope that God has for us, the dream of her life that she, alone of all women who have ever lived, would be the bearer of the Son of God. And of course, Mary says, how exactly are you going to make that happen? He tells where the Holy Spirit's going to take care of it. Don't worry, Mary. But Mary is called into this unique role, and what Mary says to this invitation is, is yes. She trusts in God and what God is asking of her, not knowing where it might lead, understanding that it was a risky proposition to say yes. She lives in a society where a young, unwed woman with child is subject to to be pushed out of the community, to be, to be stoned to death is the one of the potential risks. And yet, despite the risks and not knowing where it might lead, she trusts in God and says yes to this invitation. And perhaps when she stood at the foot of the cross and looked up at her beloved son and his agonizing death, she, she pondered anew what this could mean and and where God could be going. And yet still, she trusted in God's invitation. And I think for us, this, is, this tells us how God works in the world. God doesn't compel Mary to do this. God invites Mary into this. And sometimes God invites us into things that seem difficult or impossible or risky. And yet, if we can be like Mary and trust in God's invitation, even when we stand at the foot of the cross and it looks like everything we hold dear is lost, we can continue to trust that God will transform that death into resurrection. Because Mary is also there at the tomb when it's found empty. She experiences the fullness of the invitation that God gave that the son she would bear who suffered horribly is also the means by which death itself is defeated and we can participate in that eternal and abundant life that Christ shows us in the resurrection. But when we find at the very beginning in the story that we have today that Mary goes to Elizabeth and Elizabeth, struck by the Holy Spirit, gives these prophetic words of blessed will you be among women. And Mary answers with this beautiful hymn that we know as the Magnificat. And sometimes I think the way that we, we approach it and the way that we put it to music and the beauty that we have given it has served to blunt the very sharp edges of the world proclaimed by the Magnificat, the announcement of God's promise that it contains. Because what it says is, God has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud 
and their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has come to fill the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy. That in this beautiful hymn, this this bold statement of God's promise, Mary gives us a prophetic view of the kind of world that God dreams of for us, the kind of world that that God envisions and that Jesus' death and resurrection makes possible. A world where we live in justice, when those who are hungry, hungry in their bellies, but also hungry in their souls for, for justice, for mercy, for peace, they too will be filled in the coming kingdom. And that we, like Mary, through our baptism, are invited to be agents of God's change. That we are called to participate in Christ's life as his very body to continue the ministry and mission that he began in his own earthly life. And that is by by willingly trusting in the invitation that our God gives us and being willing to take those risks that God invites us into, to go into the places where we feel vulnerable and uncomfortable and to be with people who who we might think we don't really want to be with sometimes, that we can be people who bring peace and reconciliation and like the baby who we, whose birth we will celebrate in two days, we bring hope into the world. Because it is hope that is the engine of change and transformation. Hope is the sign of God's love for us and an invitation for us to be bold in our own loving action in the same way that God is bold in God's loving action and bringing about Jesus' life, Jesus' death, and Jesus' resurrection. That we, just like Mary, just like Mary, are invited to bear God into the world, to make God manifest in our own lives in the same way that the bearer of God herself did that we, through our own baptism, through our own lives of faith, through our own loving action in the world in Christ's name, make Christ real and manifest in this world. Amen.